0: this radio i am caroline chang your host the mission of awake to oneness radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness science is now teaching us that all life everything is energy and that energy is interconnected and interdependent in essence that energy is one thing now ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching us the truth of oneness for eons and science is just now catching up but it's not new science actually quantum physics is over a hundred years old so this is something to be honest we should all know by now um i said quantum physics science spirituality ancient wisdom the core of all religions is oneness. It's a very simple truth, and once we awaken as a as a society, as a humanity, as a species, once we awaken to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is pathway pathway to a new life with Lacy frazier and John Mo Mo No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Melissa, <laughs> Melissa. Thank you, John, and thank you, Lacey. John, you can unmute yourself and just say hi, hi to everybody.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Hi. <laughs> yes, we, we're we're having, uh, just because of some feedback issues, we're having John mute himself. Um, so, but everybody say hi. <laughs> Hello.
2: Hi.
0: Okay. All right, so um, Lacey, we'll start with you, okay? So, Lacey, please share with our listeners who you are, your journey, and how you came to do the work that you're doing right now.
2: Mm. Well, first of all, Caroline, I feel so blessed to have this experience with you today. Um, My journey has been not so different than yours from what I've read. Uh, So, I am a clinically trained psychologist. Uh, I have been a practicing psychologist for years, uh, and I recently retired from actually a criminal psychologist. So I worked in the federal prison system for 21 years until December of 2017, when I decided to retire from that position so that I could take so that I could number one become an empowerment coach, which was sort of more my my realm and my style
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so that I could really expand my reach with the messages that I wanted to bring to humanity um, so my journey it, it it's it's quite a quite a story as many people's journey to oneness and journey to awakening is uh, but I would say that for the first for the first half of my career I practice as a very traditional psychologist, a very scientist trained practitioner. Mm -hmm. I had very little um, training or experience in religion or spirituality. I did not, I could say that I did not really have a higher power. I was, I was a scientist. Mm -hmm. And And I practiced that way in the prison. I worked in inpatient programs with lots of different populations of men in prison, sex offenders, substance abuse, mental illness. I worked inpatient and outpatient. And then in between the years of 2003 and 2007, I sort of lived a um, a deep, kind of tragedy in my life that lasted about four years. And it involved a, a special needs child. And my partner Marie Moller, who who you you've spoken with before, really speaks very eloquently and well about that period of our life mm-hmm. and that part of our journey. Uh, but we were we were really taken down and stripped kind of down to our core through that experience. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, It was a very uh, tenuous kind of life and death living for about three to four years. Highly, highly stressful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those experiences where Western medicine didn't have the answers. Our educational system didn't have the answers. Our traditional uh, therapists didn't have the answers. And it was a real feeling of no way out kind of feeling. And I, I really wasn't. It, it really called to myself and to Marie to reach for something different uh, mm-hmm. when all when all the doors close in your life. You know, you you. I always like to say when all the doors closed, I had no choice but to look up, and mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was at that point that I connected with a higher power, I connected with my concept of spirituality, oneness, I found my way to Hay House and all of Hay House authors and, you know, the teachings of Wayne Dyer and Michael Beckwith and Carolyn Mace and uh, Lynn McTaggart. And these were, this was this world just, just opened up to me and honestly, saved my life. Um,
0: But I love how, I, and I, I, uh, you're the first person I heard say "look up," which is fine, because we all have our different terminology. I always say, when all the doors close, nothing outside of us is bringing us any kind of solution, piece, We go in.
2: Yes. Go
0: and in. yes. And, mm-hmm. and that's
2: it. And that's when I when I teach about this. That's exactly how I talk about it but it, back at that time in my life when I was searching and nothing was working that I did go in, but I, at the time I really felt I was, I was connecting to really in the end, what I knew was I was connecting to my higher self
0: mm-hmm. and which mm-hmm. is
2: really inside of me. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. and, and it just opened up an, an entirely new view of, my world, my life, my my everything. And it, uh-huh. it changed, it changed everything. And it it really changed how I walked into the prison every day and how I worked with the men in prison every day. Um, yes. and once I got once that sort of that experience happened and I really awoke to the truth, the principles right. of the universe, the truth of who we are, spiritual beings having a human experience. The truth to our connectedness to this sort of all-powerful organizing force, right? This energy, uh, our ability to to create our own reality. I felt I was so compelled to bring these messages to the inmates in prison.
0: Amazing! And
2: it it really was uh, the stories I could I could share with you are just incredible, and I felt so blessed and honored to be in a position where where I could do this um right. you know I sort of felt like I was kind of a light worker infiltrating the dark in a way mm-hmm. um so I put together a program that was a year long program for for the men in the prison where I was right it was a, it was a basically the entire year was a hero's journey for these men I the
0: hear uh, I like that I
2: like that based a lot in Joseph Campbell's work around the hero's journey. And it was a very, very profound experience. And uh so and John was was in that group at one point and I'm I sure we'll just, talk
0: I, I was just about to say mm-hmm. ask you too please let um everyone know why john is on on this show with us because he was one of the inmates so please share on that
2: yes and I, i'm definitely getting there so i know no, so no take I, your
0: time take your time I, feel, I don't i don't want
2: you to feel like i'm rushing you no. no you're not it's there's just definitely kind of a chronology in my own mind you know when i tell the story but right. so i i offered this group for seven years and so i took a group of 15 men through the program for seven years, so seven, seven groups essentially. Mm-hmm. And Caroline, the things I witnessed—I mean, was were just the most profound experiences in the lives of these men. In of all places, prison. So I mean, what more of a perfect place to bring these messages of oneness and these message and these universal principles than than prison? and what I found was that what would happen was the first year the the first group of men were very apprehensive they had no idea what they were getting themselves into kind of and by the end of that year they were just begging for a second year and and then all the men on the prison compound were seeing all the changes in that group of men from the first year and they wanted to sign up for the next year. So I had, you know, a growing group of men interested in true, true personal transformation. And it was a very, yeah, it was just a very, very exciting, blessed experience. Um, so I did it for seven years and then I retired because I, I felt that, that I, it was time to kind of expand my reach to sort of take the teachings on the road, so to
0: speak to, now, uh, I'm only going to interrupt because I know that John can't may not be able to stay for the whole time. So what I want you to do is share with us, what group was John in? So John was in, John was in the second year. Okay, And I'll, I'll sort of let
2: him tell a story about how he found his way to the group. But I just want to say that when I retired, I reconnected. I knew I was going to either write a book or I was going to do what i realized was it was going to be a documentary film and so i reconnected with many of the men who had gone through the group had been released from prison and who were living these amazing lives from this sort of spiritual lens and they had they had maintained the changes and maintained through through after their release and onward and john was one of the people that i that i reconnected with he had had some very powerful experiences while he was in prison and um he was one of the most enthusiastic people that had gone through the program. So when we reconnected, it was sort of like we, we hadn't spoken in four years, but we picked up right where we left off. He was really, um, working to shift his own life. And he joined me in the mission to, to make this documentary film. Wow. And do you have a name
0: for the documentary? We do. What's the name? Freeing an incarcerated world. Awesome, very, very good. So John, please share. Um, um, I want you to, the reason, I, I just wanted to let the listeners know, the reason I was kind of rushing Lacey along, because I know that you're at a facility, you're taking a, a certification right now, and I wanted, um, you You might have to drop, drop off early, so I wanted to bring you in sooner than, rather sooner than later. Okay, John, please share. Share how you found the program and how it transformed your life.
1: Well, you know, I was, I was uh, living in California and I had uh, built up, a, I, had, I had a wireless company. I had a pretty big, what grew to be a pretty big successful company and which like many times in my life, I, I self-sabotaged, um, had some financial issues, made some poor decisions and, um, and ended up um, where Lacey <laughs> was at, at a federal prison. And, uh, you know, as I got to the prison, um, I went there expecting, well, you know, I'm going to make the best of this. This is just a short time. I'm going to be great. And the first day I get to the prison, for some reason, these computer systems are are all down. Um, and um, you got me there? Okay. The, the Can you hear me? Okay. So the computer systems were down. And which kind of being a fluke. Um, what happened next is they they stuck me in a solitary confinement cell. And, you know, as you're walking through that cell to get to that place, it was kinda like walking through death row and just people yelling at you, screaming at you, every name in the book. And I get into the cell. And I broke down. And I broke down and and as I say a lot of times, how did I get here? How did how did this happen? And, and I dropped down to pray and basically said to God, I, I don't know that, that I believe uh, I'm asking you to help me. I'm asking you to help me to believe. I'm asking you to show me a better way that I'm doing. I left there and went over to what's called a camp. And uh, the first thing I did when I walked in is I see this big sign that says, change your thoughts, change your life. And it was a program. And I said, I need to be in that class. And, and that's kind of where it went from there. I met Lacey and, and ended up in the class. And I was there for a year. And uh, after getting out, uh, I, I've now left my wireless career and joined forces with Lacey. And, uh, and we are on to some exciting things.
0: I have to remember I'm muting I'm muting myself because of the feedback thing. Just to let um, the listeners know. But that was amazing! Um, wow! And change your, you know when you said that change your thoughts, change your life. Of course, I thought of Wayne Dyer. So I'm sure that's that. Um, oh God, he was an awesome, awesome. You had mentioned a couple of um, author Hay House authors, uh, Lacey, earlier. And you mentioned Lynn McTaggart she was the one it was one sentence she said that woke me up Mm. the biggest problem in the world was the illusion of separation yes and that one sentence woke me up from my dream but john we don't you can unmute yourself john because i want you to now yes i want you now to share with our listeners okay so you went through the the Um, program with Lacey Um, and so tell us more about your transformation.
1: Well you know immediately um, in the class uh, you knew something was different you knew you were your your soul knows truth when it hears it and um, and when she's teaching we all knew you we all found our way to that class because we were supposed to be there. And and you know I did what I had to do to get myself in that class, and I got myself in trouble, and I got in there, and I needed a timeout in life to to recorrect myself, and I got where I needed to be, and um, so it was it was an amazing year. Uh, you get in the class the first day, and you look around, and you see black people, you see white people, you see Muslims, you see Christians, you see Jewish people, you see very successful guys, you see guys that were never you see and you look around and say how is this going to work um you know in prison there's natural naturally a inherent racism and you're like how is this going to work a bunch of guys are closed off who we'll all have their guard up and trust nobody how is this class going to work I remember thinking that the first day and by the end of this class every single one of us just loved each other we're still close to this day many of us had you know it's just it was such an amazing, amazing experience, and it was life-changing for everyone that went through it.
0: Wow, that is so amazing. When you think about it, like you were saying, the program, the class had people of all different cultures, all different races, all different walks of life. That, that's, that's the world. And when, if you notice, if you ever look at children, take toddlers put a group of toddlers in the classroom together of all different religions, all different um, cultures, all different races, they just, all they wanna do is love on each other and play with each other. You know, that that tells us where our nature is. But I understand what you're saying, not only in prison, um, out in the outer world, we still, especially in this country, we still have racism, and it kind of it boggles my mind in the year 2019 that you know uh, we haven't at least awakened to the fact that we're we're all the same. Does it matter our skin color? I always say I use animals as an example. Um, if you love cats, do you care what color the cat is? do you do you love a black cat more than a white cat or you know it's just ridiculous that you know that humanity is but it is what it is like i said and it's we're we're waking up slowly but surely so well, lacy please um share yeah, i'd love to jump in here
2: because both you know sort of segueing what john said and also what um what you what lynn mctaggart said about the illusion of separation you know one of the first things I do in every group on the very first day is I write on the board the words education, race, socioeconomic status, religion, uh, and I I kind of do this list of these words, and then I um, I go through them one by one and I erase them uh, as 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 we look around the room and we acknowledge everybody and I say, okay, so we've got black, white, you know, Native American, et cetera, et cetera. Is that going to matter in this class? And I erase it off the board. And then I erase each one and then create a, create a circle and say, you know, and that's when I bring in the idea of oneness for the first time. And, and, you know, I think at first the men, they don't know what, what hit them, you know, they just, um, they are, kind of not knowing what i'm talking about they're already very defensive they're living in an environment where they have to even be more defensive and more protective than they normally would be so here we were together creating this this uh collaboration of energy that just became one and i'm telling you the 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 you know the love that was uh, that permeated the room, and the love that was with and among these men and me was just uh, was just profound. Especially when you looked around the room, and you you know the illusion—it's such an illusion of separation. Our human selves give us so many labels and categories and boxes and things like that, and competition and all these things that that appear to separate us, right? But the truth is, is that we are all one. Energy and that energy is coursing through us every day, all day, and and it's just incredible when you can help people sort of pull away the layers of their humanness and really connect to their divine nature, uh, and that's what what happened in this group over and over again, and it was just really profound to watch. And you know, once you you know this probably, but once you awake, you can't go back. You know, once you know. <laughs> you you can't, you can't go can't back.
0: Un, you can't unknow, and you it cannot you, not know. You cannot unknow, and like I said, it was for for me. It was my awakening moment was in two thousand and seven, watching a film on quantum physics. Mm-hmm. What the bleep? And like I said, I love that it was science that woke me up. You know, i yes. been studying metaphysical principles and spiritualities off and on for 30 years yeah. but what really woke me up was the science of it I'm like wait and then when I woke up I'm like this is so simple why doesn't everybody get this you don't have to be a scientist to understand this you don't. I mean I'm like
2: well and I'm, I'm telling you right now today as a as a um so I'm a, a coach and consultant in the world of re-entry So in the world where men and women are coming out of prison and I'm doing some, uh, part-time contract work with the County jail. And just to speak to what you're saying right now, I mean, I've just gone, I've had eight weeks with a group of women and a group of men, just eight weeks. So in, in the federal prison, I had, I had a whole year to work with these men, but in this situation, I only have eight weeks and I am telling you every, and everyone there, they, I don't care about their education, their race, their age, everything. When I share this stuff with them, and I always start with quantum physics, I always start with energy. And, and that and this sort of the scientific roots and they grab hold so quickly and they just they're they're begging me for more can you come in for more hours can you come in every day can you can you can you tell me what books to read can you tell me where i can get information about this or that this yeah. this and and what it comes down to caroline is they all say this makes so much sense and why haven't i been taught this
0: before it's truly a no-brainer. I actually did my first talk about a month ago, and the title of the talk is The Solution to All of the World's Problems, because it's truly that simple. Yes. It's it's that, once we awaken to the fact that we are all one, like unity consciousness, instead of separation consciousness, all of the problems, no more poverty, no more war, no more crime, no, it'll solve all of our problems in one instant. Yes. Like if everybody woke up tomorrow knowing this, wait a second, we're all one. Why am I hurting this person? This person is a part of me. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's that simple. And that's what our, that's what our
2: kind of, this is not just going to be a film. This is going to, this is kind of a movement, this free and incarcerated world. Cause the whole premise is that we are all one and we don't have to be imprisoned or trapped in our by our conditioned selves, right? That, we, that, that we, we can live free from ourselves, from our distorted beliefs, from our limiting beliefs. We can live in such a different way. And, and John and I talk a lot about this and, and Marie's involved in this and, and we've done some filming, some interview filming, and it's just yes. been, it's been really a wonderful experience. But this is a movement. This is, this is part of this, how can we change the world? How can we be the change we wanna see? Exactly. And it's happening it's happening and it's yes. really really exciting. I wanted to make one one tell you one brief story which I think to speak to the the oneness concept. And this was in your group John. At one point um we ha- in group I had given a a keyword just one word on a piece of paper that was kind of taped under everybody's chair before they walked in.
0: Okay.
2: And what I was going to have them do is they would walk in group, they would get all their chatter out and then I would and then And then one by one, they were going to take the word from under their chair and they were going to need, they were going to sort of tell the group what they thought of that word. Okay. And so we were going around the room and we came to this one, one gentleman, an African American male who was very kind of big and burly and, and, and sort of had that, um, like, don't, don't mess with me attitude, you know, and it was fairly early on in the group. And he pulled his word out and his word was oneness. Wow. And he looked and he paused and he sort of looked around the room and then he looked down at his arms and he had, you know, goosebumps all up and down his arms. And he said, and he had, he had long sleeves on though, but this is his description. And I said, um, are, are you okay? And he said, I just can't believe I got this word. And I said, why is that? And he rolled up his sleeve and he had the word oneness tattooed down his arm. And he said, of all the words, I cannot believe this is the word I got. And he said, and, to and he said, and it is only on this day that I understand why I got that tattoo. Wow. He said, because when I, when I got it, it, it had a different meaning to it. But he um, said, now I know.
0: Wow. That is amazing. That is wonderful because I still like when I started. I launched my show almost five years ago. I got all these questions like, "What is this oneness? Is it a new religion?" It's the opposite of a religion. Right. A religion is a border. Is divide. I believe this. You believe that. We're separate. No oneness. It does it brings everybody and everything not just a people but the planet gaia mother earth the trees the grass the animals everything on mother earth and, and truly everything in the universe is just one thing so oneness is is a, do not I I, I I i plead with people do not put oneness in the in the category of a religion because it's the opposite right it's the opposite and then I speak about the unity within the oneness meaning we don't have to believe the same thing someone can stay I'm not trying to study religion yes um John did you want to chime in
1: yeah you know I had a hard time grasping oneness. That was, that was something for a long time. I, I, I meditated over, I mulled over it hard, you know, and what really made me understand it is when I, when I came across the concept, there's nothing outside of yourself. You know, there's nothing outside of yourself. When you say everything is a projection of you, then you understand, that helped me to really understand it. And. And, you know, once I came across that concept of it, I was like, okay, now I get it. And, and that really, really changed it. That was a big pivotal point for me of understanding it.
0: Yeah. I, I am so glad, I'm so glad you say that because I have, um, I have a picture of an uh, uh, eye that is the world. And um, I say, when you look inside another person's eyes and all you see is yourself that's when you truly understand oneness at a heartfelt level because I, I've been doing this show now for four and a half years and people, a lot of people on the planet are talking about oneness but they're, they're, a lot of it is intellectual Yes. and not from the heart and the soul because when I understood it, it was an awakening from within. Literally, I felt my soul wake up inside my body. And to understand it, you have to understand that there is no right and wrong. There is no separation from you. Every aspect of another is an aspect of you. Every it's the seven billion people on the planet, they're all a part of you. So no matter what, I'm not saying you condone um, behavior you don't condone. I'm saying, but you can see that person and know that person is a divine aspect of god just like you are and i say everybody on the planet is doing the best they can with what they know what their awareness because i say if you know we're we're all awakening we've forgotten who we are right. and in this in in the dormant sleep state like you can't can you get mad at a baby for sleeping no okay so i just look if somebody's doing something that i would not do myself. I still don't look at them as separate from me. I just say, okay, it's just, I look at them with love and I say, okay, they're just, you know, they're not awake yet. They're still asleep. And I just, you know, you can't, you know, so that's the image I use to keep, you know, to keep me in that love vibration, unconditional love. And I
2: think, I, I think for me, you know, when I, when I had my awakening and I, I would walk into that prison and boy, there was, there were a million things that that would speak separation, right? You've got policies, you've got procedures, you've got all the inmates are wearing the same clothes with a separate number on them. You've got, you know, there, there, there's a million things that the, the human, I call it the human self would look yeah. at and say, oh, we're separate. Oh. Oh so our teacher she's a white female she's a phd she's a she's a staff member she's you know she's not one of us right, <laughs> right. and I, and i bet john will speak to this but when i walked in there all of those labels and all of those conditions really melted away and i was able to to connect with every one of those souls in the room um, as as one and i was able to i was able to be loved Yes, in in a healthy way. In that environment, yeah. uh, I was able to be love. And what I witnessed was was as time went by, all of them began to tap into that within themselves, and they became love. And and I think I watched over seven years as these men transformed. They transformed the energy on the compound of all okay. the other inmates who weren't in the program. You could see you could see people changing the yeah. energy shifting uh in in the people who weren't even in there because it was it just expand love the ripple,
0: the, rip, the ripple effect the ripple effect just like a drop in the ocean it's gonna ripple right to all the shores I mean it's just that ripple effect John yeah. jump in and, and share oh yeah
1: I, I just you know Caroline when you said that it, it it had me chuckling because right now I'm in a class right now that's neuro linguistic programming. And it, and it kind of teaches you to re rewire your brain and in the way the pathways are formed and in hypnosis. And, and today I just, today I learned, we were learning about Carl Jung and he says, you cannot perceive anything outside of you that is not already inside of you. And when you said that, Caroline, it's just, it just reminded me of what I learned earlier today. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) You know, it just was very interesting, uh, how all this is, a lot of this is coming in today. And, uh,
0: another uh, author for you to check out if you haven't already, Joe Dispenza. Have you ever I know Joe
1: Dispenza? Yes, I do. Yes, Yes. I do.
0: He was also what the bleep. That's where I discovered him. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. His story is amazing. He's a wonderful teacher. Yes. I did a, f- a full workshop with him at, at a Hay House conference once and he just was unbelievable.
0: Yes. I got to meet him at an event in LA the first year I launched my show. So I was, I'm still yeah. trying to get him on the show. Yeah, you will. you will. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. So it's yeah. all good. It's all good. Everything happens in perfect divine timing. So I want to ask John, John, tell us more about the documentary that you guys are working on together.
1: Well, you know, when Lacey had contacted me uh, after retiring from, from the BOP, um, you know, it, it, we, were, we were, we had all, it's something that we, we were discussing and talking about and, you know, we kind of shifted and, and the, the whole principle around what we wanted to do. We knew something amazing happened and we knew something happened that was bringing everyone together and it was making everyone in the group love each other unconditionally and 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 the connections that were formed were were everlasting and we knew it was something that that would benefit the world we knew that it was something a story that needed to be told and it really needed to be told and so, you know, we've, we've been on this crazy journey, making this documentary learning all about the, you know, making a movie, making a documentary, you know, it's been an, a long, exciting process for us, you know, but, um, you know, so, so, you know, we've kind of gotten to a place where, where we've gotten a lot of the men together who, you know, many of them, you know, would have been called deplorables or un, unfixable. And now one's a pastor and one's, you know, you know, you know, doing, they're doing all these amazing things, you know, and, and so it's a story that, that, that we felt like, all right, this has got to get out there. People need to see this. It, it's fitting for the time and the changes that are going on in in humanity right now. And, and we're going to do this and, and it's been happening and it's, it's been really exciting and
2: can i can i hop in on that yes, one of course yes you know so we've we've uh so far we've interviewed several men who've had this sort of life-changing transformation and the whole purpose of the film what we've done so far is we've done a pitch video so we we've created a a you know, a 15-minute pitch video so that we can then take it on the road and, and raise the money, raise the funds to to tell the larger story. That's the plan. And it's it's not just about the film and telling the larger story. It's also about this movement that we're trying to create, because we also want to start a, a re-entry academy. We actually want to start both a, a brick and mortar and an online school for men and women who are releasing from prison to learn these principles, to learn these universal principles, to learn, I always say, teach them how to fish, uh, don't give them a fish for the day. So, okay,
0: you know, yes.
2: so the whole idea is that is that men and women releasing from prison are really missing They get there's a lot of services for them for the practical things, you know, getting a job, finding housing, getting their their driver's license. But nobody's out there coaching them on their truth, on their core, on their spirit, on their how how to take 100 percent responsibility for your reality you know, so many people, Caroline, walk through this life with a victim mentality. And, and when we awaken to the truth of who we are at the deepest level, we really, we know that we are 100% responsible for our lives and creating our lives. So, you know, I talk a lot about moving from victim to creator in, Mm -hmm. in a lot of my programming. Yes. So we've, we've done this pitch video just to bring it back to the film. We've, we've created the pitch video. We've, it's, it's finally edited and we're putting together a little bit of a a business plan and then we're going to hit the road and, and start talking and meeting with people and sharing with people because, and in the video we interview three men, one of which is John. uh, And the other two, one is, is uh, a guy out of Missouri who was a a really a pretty hardcore um, outlaw Mm -hmm. and uh, he turned his life around and he is now a minister. Uh, another one served 35 years in prison for, he was sort of a drug kingpin. And after 35 years, he finally found his way to, to the, my program mm-hmm. and he left. I mean, he'd been working his way to transformation, but it, this kind of sealed the deal for him. And, right. and he's, now a, he's now a residential counselor working with men coming out of prison. He's gotten his peer support certification. He's just, there. a lot of these men... I also like to say are moving or moved from a a life of serving self to serving others and in that oneness you know they're serving they're serving others and and that's what we want our our story to tell in a time when when the world could use some hope and inspiration and motivation we want people to see that that real personal transformation and spiritual awakening is absolutely possible yes And you especially, you know, when you see it in men in prison, you're like, wow, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Yes, Um, yes,
0: yes. And that's so true. And I also like, because um, society, when we think of serving others, because I've met some people who only focus on serving others, but yet are empty inside themselves. So I'm bringing that up to uh, let people aware that when you waken up to who you are that other is just an aspect of you so you're really in serving others you're just serving another aspect of you you, but but you have to understand that first has to come from you being healed you being healthy so you can have someone else and i i bring that up because i did meet someone recently and her whole thing is I want to help others i want to help others but she was empty inside yes so i had to share with her you gotta i mean she just had this self we talk about joe Dispenza's dispenses work her self thoughts and self-talk was so negative about herself i never met anybody like that i'm like oh my goodness you nobody's saying this nobody's calling you this but you so right. um so her whole focus was trying to help others but she was just beating up on herself something horrible so i'm like wait a second time out you gotta you gotta love yourself so you uh-huh. can love others you know
1: and one of the one of the one of the things that i learned the most and you know during some of my stint in prison i was thrown in solitary confinement one time for five months uh, and, and Lacey will tell you, uh, no fault of my own. I think my soul needed that. And, and I've learned that you can be happy under the worst of conditions. It's a choice. Happiness is a choice. And I was I was locked in solitary confinement at one point for five months. And that was the happiest five months of my life. And, and it was so exciting and so happy. And And that's one of the things that we really wanted to stress in this documentary is that happiness is a choice it's not something that where conditions are all made you know it's it's a choice that you have in your mind and and on leaving that I have to get back to my program now so I'm going to thank you guys so much for your time and I'm going to jump off and uh...
0: oh I want to thank you I forgot I was muted thank you John so much for being with us. And I so look forward to the documentary. But thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Thank uh, to you guys okay. Bye. Hey. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right. Hey, Lacey. Hey. But to, to touch upon what John just said, oh my goodness, that is so true. Happiness comes from only one place. And that's in with that's within yourself. So so many times we think, okay, if we get the money, if we get the house, we get the car, we get the girl, we get the guy, that's gonna make us happy. No happiness, if if you're not happy with you, if you're not happy in solitary confinement like he was, you're not gonna be happy any place. It's because it's it's an internal thing. It's 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 yes. I'm so glad he shared that.
2: I, I it was it was such a pivotal thing in his growth um and and that's exactly what happened and I don't think he'd mind me ta- you know expounding on that a little bit but yes. he you know he during that time he you know he had a choice he could have gone and been put in there and been miserable and a victim and all of those things but right. he had done so much personal work to find his his joy within without, you know, even though there were walls all around him all the time, there were no walls within himself. And so he was able to experience that solitary confinement and he was able to feel total joy. I mean, he had sort of euphoric experience after euphoric experience in there. And it was, it was very powerful and very inspiring. And, and he's sort of the biggest messenger of, of, you know, you can be, you can be happy anywhere and it, w- whether you live under a bridge or you live in a prison or you're in a hospital or you're in a mansion it doesn't you know it's 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 always it's within it always comes back to what we've got going on inside in our connection to ourself and nurturing that and loving ourselves and then we can turn like you said then and only then can we really turn to somebody and in a very genuine, authentic way, help other people and serve other people.
0: Very, I think very that's true. A, very yeah. true. And that like and actually it was what he said, he touched upon it, it was a blessing, him being oh, yes. into solitary. And that that is such a key point that from our human perspective, we have difficulty understanding that our greatest challenges Uh are our greatest blessings. They really are. We actually plan them in spirit. I mean, some people that are not, I do, I believe we are, complete creators of our reality. And, and we created it from a level when we're in spirit, we know all of the lives we live. We know exactly why we're coming into this life. And we have a plan and we have a purpose. And so we set up these road, roadblocks yes. for ourselves. And, and those roadblocks are our greatest blessings. And it's hard for people to understand that until when you awaken to who you truly are, you get it. Oh yeah, I get that. (laughs) Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I, you know, I do a lot of my coaching around that because people, you know, when people seek coaching or even therapy, they're seeking it to get help with a challenge, you know, or, or something I can't overcome or something that's going on with me. That's just causing so much negative emotional pain. Right. And I always bring it back to This was your plan. This is how, you know, if you can look at it through this lens that you're going to, that this challenge has presented itself, that you called it into your experience yes, so that you can face it and learn from it and grow from it and eventually maybe teach about it. Right. And that, that's why we come. I really believe the only reason we incarnate as human beings is to learn from our experiences and and expand our soul from the, from the inside out yes and um
0: exactly and then with these challenges what we as humans like to do is push them away you know just push them away push against it but the more you push against it the more it it gets stronger that's right it, it has to be embraced it has you have to embrace the challenge you have to shine light on it and understand it understand why it is in your life and when you embrace it and understand it, that's when it transforms.
2: Exactly. You can't
0: push it away. You have to embrace it.
2: Yes. And I, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Debbie Ford uh, and her her work. Uh, the, her, she did a movie called The Shadow Effect. Mm. And she was well out. known for, for the shadow process, which was something she developed. And, and her whole sort of uh, approach was to... To really face our our shadow aspects, to yes. to to integrate, because we all we're human, you know that's part of the human condition, right? And yes. and we have a shadow and we have light and we have both. We yes. have masculine and feminine energy. We have both. You yes. know we we have it all within us. And so you know the my what I love or what how I would kind of characterize spiritual awakening is really tapping into and integrating all of these aspects of the self. Awesome. Dark and light, black or white, male or female—you know—we have we have it all.
0: Yes. But
2: the way our human conditioning is is we we want it to be separate. We want to have labels. We want to compartmentalize so it's easier to understand. Yes. Um, but yes. the truth is, is when like you said, when you when you face the challenge, when you embrace it as a learning experience, when you integrate it and you integrate the lessons, it transmutes the energy. Exactly. And you know, we we bring in we can you know bring in quantum physics here really easily because you know that's what it's it's all about is that we live in this sort of magical universe that is we are co-creating with all the time
0: Mm -hmm. Um, very true i love using the yin and yang symbol mm -hmm. and i i don't know if i say that right yin yang (laughs) i love using it because when you look at that symbol that it's equal your shadow side and your light side it's equal The one's not bigger than the other. And we always want to think of high vibration light as good. We want to think of low vibration shadow as evil. When there's no good and evil, it just is. And they're equal. They're actually equal. And the only way to overcome the shadow aspect of your life is to embrace it. And then it transforms. But you have, you can't judge. We can't judge these different aspects of our lives, just like we can't judge our of our, our, our personality, we all have, you know, dark and shadow sides to our personality, right. and the same thing with humankind, mankind. There are people that, you know. I wouldn't do that, but I still have to embrace that person. And when I say, I don't mean run up to a guy with a gun and just hug him. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you you shine love. It's it's about having no judgment right. of that person. Critical. Yes. And so that, that was good. a
2: critical ingredient for me working with the criminal population. And because once I had tapped into that the oneness within me and the oneness of me in the universe and the oneness of me and everything I could just look at in the faces of every one of those men, no matter what color, creed, religion, anything, right. and, and really feel no judgment. And yes. they felt that from me. And I think that that's, that's how, that's why so many of them were able to transform themselves is because they were able to see themselves in me kind of in that non-judgment way
0: yes um it's the energy it's the the vibe you gave off which was genuine unconditional love and yes you don't have to say a word just that presence of unconditional love they feel it it's 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 a vibration
2: absolutely and it wasn't you know it wasn't always you know rainbows and butterflies there was there was confrontation and there was
0: feedback
2: and there were all those things but it was always done in love in the energy of love and when 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 something is done in the energy of love i mean i just get chills the energy of that just can transmute anything it can transmute any challenge it can trans, transmute anything
0: exactly exactly now i want you to share you touched upon it earlier the whole soul school so yes
2: okay so so when i when i um, Marie and I had had wanted for a long time, we had envisioned ourselves creating a spiritual, holistic spiritual center of some kind. Marie uh, is a spiritual channel, author, artist, creative. And I had come into my own oneness and awakening in my own way. And and I was teaching and, and mentoring and guiding people in the prison and then eventually in my coaching practice. So when I retired, we wanted to create a we had always envisioned creating a holistic spiritual center and we couldn't really figure out how we were going to do that financially uh, as far as a physical space. So right. we, we decided to create an online, uh, a nonprofit. We have right. a, it's a nonprofit and it's called whole soul school and foundation. Okay. And the mission of whole soul school and foundation is really to enrich, educate, integrate, And liberate the hearts and minds of people worldwide
0: Mm.
2: and we also from the philanthropic side support programs projects and products that are specifically designed to educate and empower and inspire people whose lives have been impacted by incarceration Mm, okay so if you go to our whole soul school and foundation website we have uh, we do a lot of the conversations kind of like we're doing we do a lot of podcasting okay and we it, a lot of time we have a theme every month and we have Marie and I have two different conversations in the month together around that theme. Okay. Um, which the first one is sort of a basic discussion about the theme. And the second one is around a, a specific film that illustrates the theme. Okay, cool. And then in between that, I do a podcast conversation with a former inmate.
0: Okay. Awesome.
2: Around the theme, and that particular show is called Transformation Talks. And so, so the idea, like you, Caroline, is is it's a whole soul school and foundation right now has a lot of free content for people worldwide to tap into these messages. Our our twelve month theme sort of takes you, I call it from from human to soul. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it starts out with a lot of hum. you know, talking about the ego and our conditioned self and our defenses. And then as we, as we sort of get into science and then science and spirituality, and then, you know, when we move along that sort of circle, um, uh, and, and everything we do in the foundation is revolves around each of those monthly themes. Wow.
0: Really.
2: So it's, it's, it's been a great uh starter for Marie and I and we're hoping we're we're hoping to grow the foundation you know in a traditional kind of foundation way. yeah. Uh, but with with our with our mission to help people who are coming out of prison and, and even right. helping people even sending products into prison books and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yes. As awesome. well. So,
0: awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very... it, I love that because it's like you're just demonstrating that when you awaken it, it, it's a true awake. you know, it's a true awakening when you want to just share it with the world. Yeah. So that is, yeah,
2: absolutely. And I've been so blessed to be able to, to share it with a population of people and in an environment that, you know, otherwise might not ever have the opportunity yes. to tap into this within themselves. Yes. And I just, I feel so, I just, I don't know the word honored and blessed just blessed. keeps coming that I've been able to do that. And now, you know, it's really time to expand that reach and, and, yes. and help coach and mentor and guide people to yes. back to themselves, back to yes. themselves
0: wow that's amazing that is wonderful I uh, love for you share now before we get to i don't want us to forget to share all the links the share your link how people can find you and share the link again to the school okay so so
2: the nonprofit is called, is called whole soul school and foundation. And you can find us at www.wholesoulschoolandfoundation.org because it's mm-hmm. a nonprofit. Yes. And then I have a coaching and consulting practice and you can find me at www.lacyfrasercoachingandconsulting.com. Mm-hmm. And then we are working on our website for the film.
0: Oh, okay. Of, I was going to ask about that. Okay. Which
2: is, That'll be www.freeinganincarceratedworld.com. Okay. And we're hoping to have at least a landing page up, you know, within a week or two for that. Okay. And um, that'll be a place people can go to 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 read about the mission and consider donating to the to the mission. Awesome. Um And then eventually, kind of a little bit farther down the road, we want to open a reentry academy, which is a school, a brick and mortar school that is specifically de- designed to have programs for men and women uh, releasing from prison. And and that, again, that's probably another few steps down the road. Right. Kind of, but but, uh, yeah. but it's all connected, you know. I mean, it's all connected.
0: connected you and, know, so and, the- and the thing I, I know, when because I, I have visions, similar visions, and I know that I like, it's up to the universe. I know yeah. that if I can envision it, that already oh, yeah. exists, because all there is, is the now. One of the, my favorite books is The Power of Now, but all there, and actually science has proven this. I read somewhere recently, uh, Stephen Hawkins, the uh, phys- uh, physicist that died recently, mm-hmm. he, and in his work, he discovered that in the now, it actually affects the past as well as the future. Yes so he has scientifically proven that well and and well we remember Einstein said time is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one, but Stephen Hawkins, in newer work has also discovered scientifically all we have is the now, so if you can envision it, it already exists that brick and mortar school already exists, yes. It's just about raising our vibration so we can actually physically see it. Um, I also have um, desire for a brick and mortar um, oneness center here in the Poconos where I live. And I really feel that's why I was drawn to the Poconos 27 years ago. Um, My son is in spirit, Kyle is his name. And he actually told me what to name him before his birth. I, I couldn't figure it in a dream. He told me to name him Kyle wow and, and kyle stands for um i i founded the kyle foundation which right now it's just that's it i founded a foundation <laughs> but the the kyle foundation is spelled k-y-l-e in capital letters because kyle is an acronym for keep your light expanding so my vision is to see a kyle center here in the Poconos, and it'll happen, because I can
2: envision it, so it already is, it already is,
0: is.
2: (laughs) and and, and like you said, we just have to have to have to trust, and know that it it will come into form, exactly as it's designed, because if we're already having these thoughts, I mean, Marie and I had these thoughts about a center of some kind 20 years ago, and we hadn't even awakened yet, yes um so we were we knew that we were going to be a part of something like that but we didn't know what it meant we didn't really we were like what is this you know <laughs> what's going on
0: I, I have a big smile on my face because i actually envisioned some kind of community center before um, this is back in the mid to late 80s um i i would say more of the mid 80s um so it was long before i had woken to oneness. this it was before Kyle was born, actually, because I remember at the time when I first had this vision, I only had my daughter. Kyle wasn't even, Kyle hadn't even been conceived. So, wow. yes, I definitely had these visions of a community center back um, in the mid 80s. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
2: and I think, you know, if we really believe that we script our life ahead of time. yes there's something within us that already knows the path. And yes. and when we awaken, we can then just, if we can learn to Marie and I call it, follow the breadcrumbs. Right. You know? And, and so we've, we've got, we've got our, our, our past or our script that's guiding yes. us from back here. And then we have a future pool of the knowing yes. that what is to be. So yes. we're, you know, we're, we're moving along. Um, perfect exactly as we should so yes i i believe your center will be it already is my center already is and all of us who are doing this work we are here now at this time to raise the vibration of the planet to shift humanity into a place of of light and oneness and wholeness and love
0: yes yes no yes and i love uh you must tell marie give her my love but you must tell her i (laughs) I just love her channel messages. I know she does two a month—one at the beginning and one in the middle—and I just—I listen to them religiously. And I love how she brought up in this last channeling about how 2020 is—is is, um, clear vision. Do you think I never like twenty twenty? You know, you when you have twenty twenty vision, you don't need glasses. Yes, oh, I never had (laughs) twenty twenty. But she said the year of twenty twenty is going to be a year of clear vision, and I just love that. I'm like, wow, twenty twenty vision. I love that. That's my new thing. That's when I talk about twenty twenty. I'm just. 2020 vision. And I got that from her. <laughs> so so all, so all of our vision should be
2: clear and manifested in 2020. Honey, yes. So let's hold yes. that. Let's yes. hold
0: that. Yes, this is so amazing. <laughs> and I definitely, I definitely want us, we, you, me, Marie. We're gonna stay in contact because we are so much in alignment, and we can, you know, just share resources and and work on projects together. It's just, it's the way it's supposed to be. It yeah. is it, it, the group
2: energy is so incredibly powerful. Yeah, that's one one, and I'll just make this my last point. But that's one big lesson Marie and I have learned is that you know we've we've we journeyed a large part. We've been together twenty years, and huh. so a large part of that journey has been a solo journey together. Yes, um, in in a lot of ways, and uh-huh. since we've awakened, we've really learned that we we can't do anything on our own that it is it is about opening to to all of us and and the group energy and and that's you know that's john that's many of the men that's kind of why that's circling back i believe because the energy of the group is really what's going to power it literally power the vision and bring it into form
0: yes it's very true that's also what i feel like with my show um i've been doing the show now for i've done about 170 i've actually lost count which i know of how many shows i've done i've done over 170 shows and with each guest i have this just this, this connection and i really believe that you know that I'm, I'm keeping those connections and, and growing because, like you said, it's the group consciousness because we yes. are we are all one. It is a collective consciousness. And what yes. we're trying to do right now, the collective consciousness is separation, but we want to shift that collective consciousness to unity consciousness. And yes. once we're in unity consciousness, then we'll be, we'll be living heaven on earth. We yeah. truly will be. Yes. Yes, yes. 100% oh definitely well thank you so much for being my guest and we are definitely wow. going to keep in touch please give marie my love and your. i know you have two three two three 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 daughters yes
2: uh actually two sons and a daughter
0: two sons and a daughter oh, yeah. okay i don't know why i was thinking all girls <laughs> the, the your daughter was on my mind so uh-huh. for some reason i was thinking all girls but please give your children my love I and know. Um, I know that you guys have are doing tofu scramble. <laughs> I brought that up, but I don't know if you had tried my version yet, because your daughter had a version. So yes, yes, yes. I, I want you guys to try my version and let me know what you think of it. Okay?
2: it it's on. It's, it's on the to-do list. It's on the docket.
0: <laughs> okay, it's on the refrigerator. <laughs> yes. Caroline's tofu scrambled yes. tofu. And I'm, you
2: know, our daughter is Caroline. Yes, daughter, I, my, my name is caroline i was born caroline but i've always been called Lacey. so I, we got that connection going on
0: wow sweet caroline da, da. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you this has been too too great oh thank you so much and so well, give the family you. my love and we will stay in touch thank, thank you me. caroline so much thank you so much okay bye-bye for now